Matthew chapter 10. All right. Verse, well, we can start with verse 1. Matthew 10, 1. And when he had called unto him his 12 disciples, he gave them power against unclean spirits to cast them out and heal all manner of sickness and all manner of disease. Now, the names of the 12 apostles are these. The first, again, doesn't mean first in the list, means chief. Simon, who is called Peter, and Andrew, his brother, James, the son of Zebedee, and John, his brother, Philip and Bartholomew, Thomas and Matthew, the publican, James, the son of Alphaeus, and Lebius, whose surname was Thaddeus, Simon, the Canaanite, and Judas Iscariot, who also betrayed him. Now, who can tell me what we're talking about? Both, general and specific. The apostles, specifically. Right. Good, good. So, you going to ask a question already? Okay, yeah, go ahead. Yeah, we know. <laughs> no, go. I'm sorry. Go ahead. Uh, well, yeah, I, I saw the surprise on your face. You're like, y'all still on Peter? I've been gone six weeks. So, verse two. Now the names of the twelve apostles are these: the, the first, Simon. Mm-hmm. And we said that's because of position, not because of the time he was chosen. Do you think in this list the rest of them are rank ordered? Do you think this list is rank ordered? Uh, I don't know. I, I don't know. Okay. I don't think I know enough to. Yeah. Yeah. Judas always has that tag with him, yes. right? The traitor, who the one who betrayed Jesus, or whatever. It's possible. Um, I don't know. That's a good question. Um, if anybody didn't hear, Jim's asking, do you, do we think that these are ranked in order of? Oh, yeah. I don't even know what I'd say there. Uh, you don't want to say importance. Yeah. Um, you know, it's definitely not calling necessarily. We know that Andrew and John were the first there. Um, and John is the beloved, but he's not listed second. Yeah. Yeah, and there's some things about John. I'm actually ready to get to John. Uh, we're going to do Andrew next, but uh, I think. But there's some things about John there as well. I don't know. That's a good question. I don't think I even have an opinion on it. Yeah, yeah, he's not a respecter of persons. And we know Simon we know Simon was the leader. Yes. Without a doubt. Beyond that, I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah, I thought yeah, I mean we've talked about that, right? When we talked about the list of the apostles, you can break them down into three groups of four. And we think it's probably the ones that Jesus spent the most time with. Um, And some of those, especially the first four, being the first called, of course he's going to spend more time with them. He was with them longer physically because he called them first, that first group of four. So, um, you know, I don't know. That's a good question. Good question. What do you think? It just occurs to me. I I haven't put a lot of thought into it either. Yeah, yeah, I hadn't either. And like I say, I don't think I know enough to even comment on it um, and, and don't know. I don't know. Um, but it's a good question. 
Good question. Something to think about. That's true. That's good. Yeah, it could have been up to these how, how close they were. And, and a lot of times, you know, in our life it is. Um, so that's good. That's good. You know, I, sent, I tend to think of John as the closest. You know, well, he's not listed first, so I don't think that's the order. Or even second or third. Right. But I think John is right in general that, you know, we... It, your relationship with Christ, I think it hinges on your, your actions and your attitude. Um, Christ never changes. God never changes. Um, yeah, and you know, you've heard people preach a lot, you know, things. And we're going to go through trials. And, and um, the trials of our faith work things in us. And that's, you know, we'll, I don't think we're going to get there today. But we'll, we'll talk about that some. And sometimes, you know, we want to rescue people from their trials, and a lot of times I don't think we should. Um, pray for them. You know, be there for them. Be a sounding board if they need to talk to somebody to talk to. But God's taking them through that for a reason. And it's not necessarily our business to get between them and God and, and try to get them out of that. That's hard. <laughs> Especially when it's somebody close, somebody we love. Um, but anyway, that's, that's good. That's good. I don't know. That's a good, that's a good question. Um, ma'am? That's right. It's a hard prayer to pray, Miss Piggy. And sometimes it's things we may not see in our lifetime. Yeah. We have to trust the Lord with that. That's good. Well, we have been talking about Peter. And last week we did talk about those things that Chris mentioned. And I think we finished up statement-wise by talking about just mentioning the end of the book of John where Peter and Jesus have that moment where Jesus asked him three times, do you love me? Peter responded. Um, and with that, I, th- I think I incorrectly said he, he passes off the pages of the New Testament. That's not what I meant. I meant the Gospels. And with that, he passes off the pages of the Gospel accounts. But his work's not done <laughs> in the New Testament. Um, in fact, like I said, today I want to look at some things that he in the book of Acts related to Peter. So we talked about Wow moments in the life of... Oh, before I do that, I do this... I try to do this every time. Okay. Peter. Simon Peter, the son of... Anybody? Jonas. 
Simon Peter, son of Jonah, brother of, can't speak louder, <laughs> surely you're not unsure, Andrew, there you go, thank you, son of Jonah, brother of Andrew, grew up in the region of what, not city, region, well that's the city, Bethsaida, good, city of Bethsaida in the region of Galilee. Did we not go through this every Sunday? <laughs> Anybody taking notes? <laughs> the city of Bethsaida, region of Galilee. Okay, later he and his family moved to Capernaum. And they had what kind of business? Fishing business. Partners with who? James and John, the sons of Zebedee. You got that? You got that? All right, good. That's good. So Peter... He's done in the Gospels. And there was a lot about him. And there's a lot about him in the book of Acts. So let's look at some things. Johnny said, did you bring your sword with you because you don't need it? Same here. I hope you brought your sword with you. Acts chapter 2. Let's look at some things. There may not necessarily be any great revelation to you this morning. I just want to read some things in Acts where Peter's, Peter's a part of some things. We talked about those wow moments, and now look at these key moments in the beginning of the church regarding uh, Simon Peter. What's one thing you think of when you think about the books of Acts and Simon Peter? Anybody? Day of Pentecost. Anything else? Uh, yeah, okay, yeah, the tongues of fire, yeah, anything else, do you know anything else about Peter in the book of Acts? Generally, from the Gospels through the book of Acts to the authorship of Peter, I think about the journey of spiritual maturity. Oh yeah, absolutely, that's good, we'll see that too, specifically when we look at his contributions to the Bible. No. As far as the calendar is concerned. No. Nope. Everything I've read, it's somewhere. Yeah, it's it, everything I've read, it's somewhere, you know, uh, what, what was it? I don't even remember what the founding thing was. Let's see here. Um, maybe we should wait. So, well, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, of course. Somewhere between where you see him last in the book of Acts is John's exile of Patmos is all. All I've I've been able to find on that. Yeah. That, I mean, John was exiled to Patmos when he was really old. He was older. Yeah. And, uh, you would take him to be in age contemporary to Jesus. Yeah, and, and okay. Yeah. Yeah. You're probably talking about a span of sixty years there, fifty at least. Yeah, and I'm gonna stop right there. You you keep commenting, but I was about to say something. I won't really want to hold till we talk about his contributions the Bible there and the differences in First and Second Peter and things like that but I think yeah um, he was an old man we know that um, because it just takes life experiences sometimes for you to get that wisdom <laughs> and as a youngin he was real rash brash 
And later in life, you'll see um, he's, he's got some, he's tempered that. The Lord has tempered that in him. And his focus is on different things now. Um, but we'll see that when we get to his, his contribution to the Bible. But, um, all right, day of Pentecost, anything else? You know, anything else about Peter in the book of Acts? We've talked about one thing. <laughs> they sure did. There you go. Preach, 3,000 got saved. Preach, 5,000 got saved. A lot of people don't know the differences there. Um, defied the Sanhedrin. Yep. <laughs> yep. Well, that's good. What about the house of Cornelius? We talked about that a couple times. Remember, he, that sheet comes down. And those things, Peter said, I've never eaten an unclean thing in my life. We mentioned that. So, either you're not telling me, or you don't know a lot about Peter in the book of Acts, which is, which is fine. You're about to, hopefully. You're at least going to hear me read some stuff. Um... So we know that we know about the day of Pentecost. I, you know, I guess, I guess we can kind of glance over that. Um, verse fourteen of Acts chapter two. But Peter, standing up with the eleven, lifted up his voice and said unto them, and I guess we can stop there. We know he preaches. He preaches powerfully, and thousands were saved. Thousands were saved, added to the church. Um, look at Acts chapter 3. I, I love this. Now Peter and John went up, this is verse 1. Now Peter and John went up together into the temple at the hour of prayer, being the ninth hour. And a certain man, lame from his mother's womb, was carried, whom they laid daily at the gate of the temple, which is called Beautiful, to ask alms of them that entered into the temple. All right, you have the picture. This guy's been lame his whole life, and he's got some friends, evidently, that'll take him there, and he'll ask alms. What is that? Money. He asks, he's begging. He's a beggar. Um, and he's there, and he just happens to be there on a day when Peter and John come. Verse 3. Who seeing Peter and John about to go into the temple, asked in alms. He asked for money. And Peter, fastening his eyes upon him with John, said, look on us. And he gave heed unto them, expecting to receive something of them. And he's about to. <laughs> Just not what he thought. Then Peter said, 
Silver and gold have I none, but such as I have give I thee. In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, rise up and walk. And he took him by the right hand and lifted him up. And immediately his feet and ankle bones received strength. And he, leaping up, stood and walked and entered with them into the temple, walking and leaping and praising God. And all the people saw him walking and praising God, and they knew that it was he which sat for alms at the beautiful gate of the temple. And they were filled with wonder and amazement at that which had happened unto him. And as the lame man which was healed hailed Peter and John, all the people ran together unto them in the porch that is called Solomon's, greatly wondering. So he gets healed. Now, when you have an injury, um, when you break your ankle or have knee surgery or anything like that, how long does it take to recover? And you've walked before. This man has never walked. His bones and his muscles have never had that strength or even felt that. And immediately he's leaping and praising God. (laughs) It's a miracle. It's a miracle. And it's a miracle performed by Peter. But don't get so caught up in the one. Let's get more caught up in the one that's performing the miracle through Peter. (laughs) And not Peter himself. Because if you don't. And you take that way too far, you get this mess where you see them pushing on people's heads and the whole crowd falls out and all that kind of stuff. That's false. That's pagan. Um, it's false. So he thought he was going to receive something from Peter and John, and boy, did he. It just wasn't what he thought. And it looks like he hugged them, and he went with them into the temple. And this is going to get them in a little bit of trouble. It's going to get them in a little bit of trouble later. Um, The fact that they healed this man. So, the beautiful gate. Let's look at Acts chapter 4. This is what Mr. David was talking about. And this seems to be, things like this seem to be a theme in the early days of the apostles. Um, And we'll talk more about this contention later but Acts chapter 4 verse 1 and as they spake unto the people the priests excuse me and the captain of the temple and the Sadducees came upon them being grieved that they taught the people and preached through Jesus the resurrection from the dead and they laid hands on them and they put them in hold unto the next day what does that mean They put him in jail under the next day. For it was now eventide. Howbeit many of them which heard the word believed. And the number of the men was about 5,000. There's your second one. And it came to pass on the morrow that their rulers and elders and scribes and Annas, the high priest, and Caiaphas... And John and Alexander, and as many as were of the kindred of the high priest, were gathered together at Jerusalem. And when they had set them in the midst, that being Peter and John now, they asked, By what power or by what name have you done this? Then Peter. John didn't speak up. Peter did. 
Then Peter, filled with the Holy Ghost, said unto them, You rulers of the people and elders of Israel, if we this day be examined of the good deed done to the impotent man. That's what we just read about. By what means he is made whole, be it known unto you all and to all the people of Israel that by the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, whom ye crucified, whom God raised from the dead, even by him doth this man stand here before you whole. Peter calls no attention to himself. He points all the attention to Christ. Verse 11. This is the stone which was set at naught of you builders, which has become the head of the corner. Neither is, thou sal- and neither is there salvation in any other, for there is none other name under heaven given among men whereby we must be saved. Now, when they saw the boldness of Peter and John, Miss Peggy, you remember when we talked about boldness that very first time? Not necessarily a bad thing. Can definitely be a good thing. And it's one thing that Peter and was going to need. We talked about that. And it's coming into play now. When they saw the boldness of Peter and John and perceived that they were unlearned and ignorant men. Y'all remember what we, we read this before. Do you remember what we said about that? They literally called them ignoramuses. That's what that word is. When they saw that they were unlearned and ignorant men, they marveled. And they took knowledge of them that they had been with Jesus. Ain't that something? And behold, all right, what about us? <laughs> I have to, and I almost skipped right back, but I, I, didn't, I didn't want to. It may depend on what their thought process is here. Yeah. They talk, took knowledge of them that they had been with, Je- been with Jesus. Yeah. You know, when they were, these men, they, they knew who Jesus was. And it's, it's, it's unquestionable the things that Jesus did. There's no question he healed all these people. No question. There's no question that he raised people from the dead. How many? We don't know. Don't say three. <laughs> That's the only ones we know about. They saw Lazarus. That's the big one. That's the big one. But you had Jairus' daughter. You had the widow of Nain's son. And that's just the ones we know about. So, but now, that's one thing. That's one thing to see Jesus do that and to stamp him out. Or so they thought. Now, the works of Christ are flowing through his apostles now. And now, we have an apostle who has, by all intents and purposes of speech, healed this man. Through Christ, of Christ through him healed this man. They knew. They've seen this before. <laughs> and so they, they do take note that he had been with Jesus. But I think about that a lot with us. Um, do people, are people able to take note that you've been with Jesus? They can't if you hadn't been. I'm not asking if you're saved or not. 
And that's a piercing question. You want Yeah. Well, that's one thing. One thing we talked about with apostles. They're not just they're not just ones that are called out to lead. They're one we talked about when you relate them to those guys of the Sanhedrin that sent them out. They do it in the power of the ones that sent them, and that's what these apostles did. The things that they're going to do in the Book of Acts and through the early days of the church, they're doing with the power of the one that sent them. Yeah, and, and we're told about that in the New Testament. There's a Jewish word that I can't think of it right now, but it's, it's more than messenger. It's basically someone who is not the rebel, but who is exactly in his stead. Hmm. That, I can't think of the word. Yeah, I mean, I can't either. That, and it may be the one I, was, I have talked about. They were, uh, the Sanhedrin had these guys they sent out. Yes. Um, I can't remember what the what the word is, um, but we're, we're we're told about that in the book. Well, I better not say because I'm not sure. <laughs> but we are told that at the judgment seat of Christ, which it's not a question of whether you're saved or not. It's there. It's not a question of where your eternal home is going to be. There, if you're there, you're not going to hell in the lake of fire. Okay, that's the great white throne judgment. The judgment seat of Christ is different. Only believers will be there, but you'll, your works will be judged. And, and I believe Paul tells us that these things that are done by the, the power of the Holy Ghost and in the name of Christ, these things are going to last, and you're going to get reward for these things. And all the other stuff you did is going to be burned up. And we're supposed to be different. We're called out. Um, but one, there was something that happened to me when we first moved in our house. Um, and this is not about me. It's just about, it, it, I think about it when I think about this phrase. Um, we had a guy come put our gutters on. And he comes over and he's walking around and he's looking at our house. And we get through looking at the gutters and he says, you're a Christian, aren't you? <laughs> I was like, we had not mentioned one word about the Bible, not one word about God. That has always stuck with me. Now, that's not always been the case. You can ask my wife. <laughs> if you strictly look at my actions, there are times you would swear up and down, he ain't even a Christian. That's just the truth. Yeah. Yep. But there's a difference. When it's done in the power of the Holy Spirit, it's different, and people ought to be able to tell who we serve. Why would they want anything? They, they have the worldliness. There's a longing. There, there's a, uh, you've probably heard too, preachers put, there's a God-shaped hole in everybody, and it can only be filled by him. 
But they crave, they do these other things, drugs and alcohol and all this other stuff, to try to fill that void. And it may make them happy for a little while, but it never lasts. So, all right, well, we got through one. <laughs> so next week we'll talk more about key moments in Acts regarding Peter. All right. Mr. Jimmy, you want to dismiss us?